0: Coming to you from the middle of the country, a new voice in politics, a show that is breaking away from the two-party system. In the Middle, with your host, Justin Staten. Yeah, so if you were one of those people who voted for Joe Biden, you might want to be second-guessing your choice right about now, uh, if you haven't already. Uh, I'm sure many of you have buyer's remorse at this point in the game, but this, uh, this whole Ukraine visit, <laughs> It's kind of shocking. The optics are not good. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm so glad you made it back for another episode of In the Middle, and happy Tuesday to you. So I missed the news cycle yesterday, and with Joe Biden on President's Day, going on his noble trip to Ukraine, and my gosh, I don't, I don't even know what to think. I honestly, it's, it's kind of garbage. And so we're, we're going to talk about that today. But before I get into that, let me. Uh, do my my daily public service announcement. And again, stop donating to Republicans and Democrats. And if you have money in BlackRock or Vanguard, get it out and put it somewhere else. Self-directed IRAs are great things. So on today's show, we're going to be talking about President, president Biden's visit to Ukraine, like he is a noble wartime president. We're also going to be talking about major... Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, have you seen this? This U.S. Congresswoman calls for a national divorce. Yeah, not good. And we're going to get into that a little bit. And we're also going to talk about how I think Trump and DeSantis will end up running on the same ticket for this next presidential election. And I think if they're smart, they will. But First, before we get on with the show, as always, guys, please share the show. If it makes you think, makes you laugh, makes you cry, get you fired up, share the show. In whatever platform you're listening to it on, make sure to leave, it a rate, leave a rating and review and a comment so you can tell me what you like and what you don't like and what I can do better to make this show better because my commitment is to bring you the best possible show that is worth listening to every day, whether you're on your commute to work, sitting at your desk operating heavy equipment well i don't know if maybe you should be listening to it while you're operating heavy equipment the stress levels alone could make that dangerous but i'd like to be hanging out with you in the mornings every day so let me know what i can do to make the show better so biden decides to visit ukraine as like this noble wartime president it's just a funny thing um we're not actually at war (laughs) we're we're not ukraine not sure if our president is aware of that and the headlines about this this trip to ukraine were ridiculous you know president biden takes secret trip to ukraine blah 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 and the optics of this are just sickening honestly on, on president's day biden decided to spend time with his constituents in ukraine i guess he's the best president ukraine has ever had it appears um you know I even heard uh, yesterday I heard there's a town like the small town in Ohio that's actually changing their name to Kiev in hopes that Biden will start sending money to them. And maybe that that's what we need to do so that we can get a president, administration and uh, Congress for that matter that actually gives a crap about the issues in America and the American people. uh look guys, I mean, for starters, We have record inflation. We have real wage decreases. We have an infrastructure that's failing. I mean, we got, according to Pete Buttigieg, 1,000 train derailments a year in America. I mean, it's like, yeah, the guy's like, oh, East Palestine, it's, you know, I know it's getting a lot of attention, but guys, this is normal. We've got 1,000 train derailments a year in America. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. So our infrastructure is failing, school systems are failing. We have people without clean drinking water right here in America. Yeah, are we fighting a war? No, because we just fought two endless, pointless wars where we actually accomplished nothing. And it's nice just to be at peace. It's nice just to be at peace. So that doesn't mean we don't have plenty of issues though to worry about here at home, and yet Biden is going to visit Ukraine for President's Day. So if you're one of those voters who voted for Biden, does that make you proud? Proud that your president, our president, is visiting a foreign country on President's Day to make them feel better, to spend more money? I mean, he can't even visit East Palestine, Ohio, one of the largest environmental disasters of our, uh, probably the last decade at least, has taken place. But he can pretend to be a wartime president for a foreign country? And that is a proud moment for America? I don't know, that's lost on me. I don't I don't know how and I don't see how that is a proud moment for America. And if you're one of those who thinks that it is, mm, I think you need to question where your priorities are. Is it in America or foreign countries where we, fight endless wars, I don't know. For me, I I think America needs to come first, and we need to be taking care of our issues here, and we need a president, administration, and a Congress who also believe that Americans come first. You know, this whole trip reminds me of, like, the secret trips that Bush, Obama, and Trump took to Iraq and Afghanistan. This is, like, Joe's bootleg version of those trips, right? It's it's like... so he can feel like he's a wartime president. Not that I agreed with either of those wars, Iraq, Afghanistan, the the forever wars that we fought for 20 years that literally just supported the industrial war complex and literally accomplished nothing but increasing their stock prices. So I, I didn't support those wars, but at least there was a more noble presentation, if you will, to the former president's trips to those countries because we had American service members actually giving their lives uh, what we thought was for freedom and, and you know, securing freedom freedom around the globe. So there was like a more noble presentation. I remember when Trump flew in, in the middle of the night for Christmas, you know, Obama did the same thing, I think maybe for Thanksgiving and, and even Bush, you know, although one of Bush's, you know, infamous fly-ins is when he flew onto the aircraft carrier and announced that the war was done and we had won. And oh yeah, just went on for 19 more years. Uh, No big deal, nothing to see here. But there was a little bit of more nobility to the idea of when when we have our troops on foreign soil fighting on our behalf and on other citizens who maybe don't have freedom's behalf, we have no, no service members in Ukraine. The only thing going to Ukraine is bombs, bullets, and equipment that you're paying for. We're paying for. And for what? Russian aggression? Russia made it very clear what they wanted and what they didn't want. They just said, hey, look, stop moving NATO, which was formed to fight the Soviet Union and the, the, the spread of the communist regime of the old Soviet Union. Stop spreading it closer to our borders. That's all we ask do not allow Ukraine into NATO. Quite simple. And, and again, I'm not. I'm sure by saying this, I'll be dubbed as a Russian agent or stooge or some dumb bull crap like that, and I'm not. But when you, when you have a leader of a country saying, hey, look, here's all I ask, don't move closer to our borders, don't make Ukraine a part of NATO, and there's issues in, NATO, in Ukraine that, that we don't like and we have a lot of Russian nationalists. You know, Ukraine used to be a part of the Soviet Union. And we have a lot of Russian nationalists that still live there. I'm not in support of Russia's invasion of Ukraine either. I don't, I don't want everybody, anybody to make that mistake and accuse me of supporting the invasion of Ukraine, a sovereign country. But Ukraine has to fight its own fight. Russia, let's just pretend for a moment, Russia takes over Ukraine and, 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 and makes it a territory of Russia. Well, that's a hell of a long ways from Ohio. It's a hell of a long ways from United States of America. But we have to spend, when we have all the issues that we have here in America, we have to spend our money supporting that. Oh, and it gets worse. Because if you already didn't believe in sending them hundred billion dollars of your money, guess what, according to our president, on President's Day in Ukraine, we're gonna send them more. Our noble president now wants to send more money to ensure that we, the American people, and get this, can pay for the Ukrainian pension and social welfare programs. You don't believe me? Take a listen for yourself. And to deliver much needed humanitarian assistance as well as food, water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced by Russia's war and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from ukraine it's also going to help schools and hospitals open it's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the ukrainian people so they have something something in their pocket it's also going to provide critical resources to address food shortages around the globe so there you have it this money's going to good use you guys come on why you why do you why do you care so much why are you so upset that we're sending Ukraine. We have to make sure their pension plans and their social welfare programs are intact on the on the American people's backs. So you know what, this isn't, yesterday wasn't President's Day, it was really Ukrainian day, right? So all of you hardworking Americans going to work, just know that you are supporting your brothers and sisters in Ukraine who are not American citizens, pension and welfare programs. That's what you're working for. It's where 30 to 50% of your money will go to. Because oh, we got to make sure we keep a few bucks in their pocket, according to our president on President's Day from Ukraine. Makes me wonder how much does it cost to cover up the Biden corruption in Ukraine? Not just the Biden corruption, but the D.C. Swamp's corruption, because it seems like we know Ukraine was a money laundering facility for the swamp for years for years and I'm, I'm beginning to see the commitment and the expense of covering that corruption up I mean why else would we be doing this to stop the spread of Russia Russian aggression <laughs> when the biggest the biggest threat to free societies is China? It's not Russia. Russia's military would be a gnat on an elephant's butt compared to the United States military. I mean, they couldn't even invade Ukraine in a qualified manner from a military standpoint, but yet we're uh, afraid of Russian aggression. It's a joke. The whole thing is a joke. So maybe, just maybe, next election cycle, when information comes out about a candidate that could show that they may be compromised and that they may provide sweet deals for other countries in exchange or at the expense of American issues and American citizens, you might want to listen. And when all the social media companies who love to censor things and make sure the word isn't spread among the Uh, social ecosystems and when 50 intelligence officers say it's Russian disinformation just maybe you should ignore it maybe trust your gut next time if if there's a, a laptop out there that says all this information about how it's true with documents emails and records maybe maybe it's true Maybe you should pay attention to that before you go casting your vote to somebody who's gonna put foreign interests over your own. And why would somebody do this? I don't know. Maybe the payoffs. Maybe the $80,000 a month to you know, certain person's son. I don't know. I can't think of a reason why an American president would put foreign nationals over their own citizens unless they were paid to do so. And to create an optic that it is more important to go embrace the citizens of Ukraine, of another country on President's Day. He he could have gotten a lot more votes potentially had he showed up to East Palestine Ohio on President's Day and committed to the citizens there that they would have clean air, clean drinking water, clean soil. But see, he's not getting paid millions of dollars to do that. But the Biden family did get millions of dollars from Ukraine. Something to think about in this next election cycle. You guys seen this, Uh, things are so bad. Remember how earlier in an episode I mentioned how you can't fight extreme ideology with extreme ideology? Well, here we go. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene calls for a national divorce. She wants to split up red states and blue states. Now, there's a lot of people out there saying, and again, I, I saw this in a tweet. Just so for some background and some context, she tweeted this out and it went viral. Uh, And a lot of people were out there mentioning, oh, this is 14th Amendment violation and blah, 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 blah. It's it's not a 14th Amendment violation. They're saying that the 14th Amendment that uh, basically, you know, came out during the Civil War, abolished slavery, et cetera, et cetera. uh, because in section two of the 14th Amendment, it talks about how no member of Congress or a representative in Congress or the executive or judicial officers of a state or legislature or United States Congress um, can any way uh, participate in a rebellion or other crime. Um, otherwise, you know, it's a violation of the 14th Amendment, and you can't hold office, basically. So a lot of people are out there saying, oh, she should be immediately kicked out of Congress because of the 14th Amendment, but the problem is they don't know how to read. I do not agree with her statement, and again, because it's an extreme ideology. We need a divorce. We're going to divorce red states from blue states and from the national government, from the federal government. Last time we did that, it was called a civil war. I'm not sure how that extreme ideology is going to help get America back on track, because it won't, and it's crazy talk. And I believe, somebody correct me if I'm wrong out there, Representative Green is from Montana, so really, you know, the constituents of Montana should be ashamed of this language, and they should vote to make sure she doesn't get into office again, because that is crazy rhetoric, and it should be called out as crazy rhetoric. She is a Republican, she should be called out for crazy rhetoric because again, you can't fight an extreme ideology with a new updated extreme ideology. She definitely didn't violate the 14th Amendment though because she's not participating in a rebellion. The key word in that whole section too is anyone who participates in a rebellion. There is no rebellion. There's no active rebellion. So when you see the leftist media out there opining on how she's violated this and she's an insurrectionist and, you know, it's bullcrap. Her statement was wrong because it's just an extreme ideology that's divisive and it's going to divide more people. You know, the last time talk like this happened in America, we, we ended up in a civil war. So it's divisive, it's it's extreme rhetoric, and it shouldn't, it, it, and again, she has the First Amendment. She can say whatever she wants to say, but then you have to take the information and, and figure out that it's divisive and that it's, it's extreme, and we shouldn't listen. So just turn it off, tune her out. Montana, vote her out. If she doesn't cool it and stop saying crazy crap like this, you need to vote her out of office. But it's not a violation of the 14th Amendment. This is just bad news and not good optics on the Republican side. Just like Biden going to Ukraine on President's Day. And and this tweet came out because she was upset that Biden actually went to Ukraine and supported and embraced the Ukrainian people and not the American people who have plenty of issues of our own. And I get that, I get that frustration. Biden going to Ukraine and supporting them is an extreme ideology of ignorance and stupidity. Well, Andy, you know, he got paid a lot of money to, to do stuff like this when he got back into office. But calling for a divorce of states from the national government, that's, that's pushing the envelope. And that is also extreme. And we should reject it at all levels. Anyway, enough on that. I really want to get on to talk about Trump and DeSantis. And I think they should join the same ticket. And if they do so, it'll be the smartest thing they ever did. And this is not an endorsement. I'm not endorsing either candidate. Both have announced that they're going to run for president. I think they're the two strongest candidates on the Republican side. And I'm I'm not endorsing either one. At some point down the road, when we get a little bit further in the campaign seasons... I will make an endorsement of which candidate I will be voting for. But that this is not that time and not that moment. And I am not endorsing either candidate. I just want to point out that if they were smart, um, they would run on the same ticket. Both are out there on the campaign trail and they're going to start taking shots at each other and he cut and cutting each other down. And I think that's going to weaken the message overall And there's a couple reasons why that's one. I think they're going to cut each other down and that's going to weaken their message overall. And there's another reason why I think they should jump on the same ticket and running on the same ticket. And I'll get to that in just a second, but I want to give you my thoughts on Trump and my thoughts on DeSantis. And again, not an endorsement. I think we missed an opportunity by not giving Trump um, a second term in office. And, and I know there's probably gonna be a lot of you out there that how can you love Trump and this and that? Well, you know, how did the liberals and the left love Trump for 20, 30 years before he decided to run as a Republican for office? Because they did the media loved him. Entertainment loved him. Hollywood loved him. Be, entrepreneurs loved him. Business people loved him. Politicians loved him. Al Sharpton loved him. And Jesse Jackson loved him. Everybody loved him. he ran for president as a republican and before he developed this slogan of i'm going to drain the swamp the reason i like trump i don't give a crap about mean tweets i don't give a crap about the uh, orange glow that he has from his fake tans none of that bothers me i don't give a crap that he used to be in the entertainment world I, i none of that matters to me what mattered to me is trump was not a politician Trump, like most of these guys, didn't spend 10, 15, 20, 30 years in Washington, D.C. as a career politician. He was an outsider coming in to dismantle the bureaucracies and the bloat and corruption of government. He'd been talking about it for years. He saw the country was going down the wrong road and it wasn't going down the wrong road in Trump's mind because the American people were bad people, but because the government was bad. And a funny thing happened when when Trump got elected as, well, before he even got elected, we already know they started spying on his campaign, the intelligence apparatus. And then when he got elected, everyone in the world who used to put Trump on a pedestal and say he was an amazing guy, and I mean, Oprah even had him on and asked him, are you ever gonna run for president? I think you'd be a good president. Even Oprah, all of a sudden, overnight, hated Trump. And you heard every reason in the, he was racist, misogynistic, sexist, such a horrible human being, overnight. And most of you, or I don't want to say most of you, that's a horrible generalization. A lot of you bought it, hook, line, and sinker. Oh, God, Trump, <laughs> MSNBC said he's racist, so got to be racist. CNN said it, too, so... Has to be true. His political opponent said it. It's got to be true. This P-tape hoax got to be true because, you know, they said it on the media. We already know the media lies, but you bought it hook, line, and sinker. ABC said it. CBS, NBC. They all said it. Trump's all these bad things. Both political parties attacked Trump. and And you guys all believed it was because he was racist, misogynistic, homophobic, sexist, xenophobe. Maybe, just maybe everybody in the elitist crowd was hating on Trump because they actually believed he was going to drain the swamp. That he was going to blow the whistle on all their corruption and all their bloat. Because when when you attack the swamp, the swamp monsters are going to attack back. And they did in full force. We went through, what, two impeachment hearings for ridiculous things. I mean, we have evidence, like verifiable evidence that the Biden family has been peddling in favors and corruption, and there isn't even so much. Well, now there's some hearings going on on the Hill, but not so much as even an investigation up until this point. It was like no big deal. So maybe, just maybe, Everyone in Washington, D.C., all the swamp rats, swamp monsters, went after Trump because he actually was going to show the American people the corruption that exists, how the sausage is made in Washington. And that affected both parties. So I think we missed an opportunity because things were good when Trump was in office. The economy was good. We had record numbers. All up until covid the overblown pandemic that we all now know was bullcrap. Until then, the economy was on fire. Wage growth was real. Inflation was down. Businesses were growing. Gas was like $2. I remember at one point it was like $1.65. $1.65. And he started lifting the lid on the swamp and letting us look behind the curtain. And it wasn't good. So we missed the opportunity to have eight years of somebody kicking the crap out of the swamp monsters. We let the swamp monsters win. And you believed them. Now look at them. Now look what we have. We got a president going to Ukraine on President's Day and embracing his Ukrainian constituents because they are more important than you, Ron DeSantis, a little bit more skeptical because he he has been a politician for longer, but he is doing an amazing job in Florida as governor, you know, he is battling the woke ideology like it's nobody's business and it's commendable and it's impressive and there are a lot of people in Florida that are extremely happy with the results that Florida is getting, I think either one of them, as long as they're willing to take on the swamp and expose the corruption and expose the craziness for what it is and, and, and go back to a, a truth-based government for the American people, hold the media to account, I think either one of them could do a fine job as president. The reason, the second reason why I think they should run on the same ticket is if they were smart is because put Trump at the top of the ticket put DeSantis as vice president. Under that, that is a powerful ticket that more than likely, unless China gets involved and, you know, hacks some more of our voting machines and switch votes, that is a ticket that will win. It's a powerful ticket. It would win because most Americans and even a lot of Biden voters, and hey, if you voted for him, I'm not mad at you anymore. You were hoodwinked, you were lied to, you were manipulated. It's okay, you can come back over to the middle. But I think a lot of Biden voters are gonna change their mind and would vote for a ticket with Trump and DeSantis because they remember how good it was when Trump was there. And I think a lot of people want to see behind the curtain. They want a ticket, a president and a vice president who are going to tag team the swamp in lifting the lid on all the corruption and destroying wokeism at every level. Policy level, law, education, destroying it completely. That is a ticket that will win, in my estimation. And because it's a ticket that will win, and if they were smart, they would do it, we'll get 12 years of kicking the crap out of the swamp. Over a decade, because Trump will get four years, DeSantis will run after that term as president and will more than likely, because I'm sure it'll be successful, get elected and then reelected. So we have the opportunity here. And again, that's not an endorsement. I don't know. We got to wait and see and see how they campaign and what their messaging is. Because if their messaging isn't, I'm going to go kick the crap out of the swamp. I ain't voting for them. I don't know who the next option will be. But that's what I want to hear. And if they were smart, they could potentially get 12 years out of it. Instead of four 12 years is plenty of time to get things back on track I don't think we'll have a third party candidate or a third party in general by this next election cycle I mean we can dream big and hope big and, and maybe we can pull it off but I'm just not sure it'll happen because there's already hundreds of millions of dollars raised if not more for these for this for these campaign cycles that are coming up for this next presidential election. And I just don't see the math working for a third party. I think moving forward, we do need to let these other parties blow, you know, extinguish themselves out because they're not sustainable. And again, like we've talked about in previous episodes, we're gonna stop giving them money. We're not gonna donate. Just donate to the candidates. If If there's a candidate out there that you really like, just donate your money directly to them. Do not give it to the parties. Do not donate to the DNC or the RNC. Don't do it. Stop giving them money. We might be able to come up with a third party. I just don't think it's going to happen. It's possible that it can happen, but it'll still be growing by the time we get into the next presidential cycle. So I don't think it'll have enough power to get to the finish line. So it's going to have to be a Trump or a DeSantis or a Biden. And I don't think it's going to be a Biden. And we're not going to let you guys forget about this stuff. This is the receipt. It'll be here forever. We can do better than this. We can do better than this. But guys, that's all I got time for today. I got to get going. I got to get to work. As always, it's a pleasure to do this for you guys. Please leave me a rating, review, and a comment. It would mean the world to me. It'll help me make the show better. And I will be back with you tomorrow morning, and I can't wait until I am. Until then, guys, have a great American day, and take care.